2: Hey, 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 my friends. You know, if God is calling you to minister to the continent of Africa, or let's say he's calling you to pray for her people, you're going to love this two-hour period because we're actually going to go on a safari. So take those jungle gym hard hard hats and uh, let's get ready to go because we're going to discover some things about not only Africa, But the people that uh, live there and the people that go there, we're going to find out a lot about that. A lot of San Diegans I have known over uh, several years, a lot of San Diegans are actually called to Africa. And if you are among them, you're going to love this show. I think the stories you're about ready to hear are going to inspire you to maybe Invest or invest more time in Africa, and after this first hour, you will see why. I want you to meet my co-host for this hour, Cindy and Joel in Corvaya.
3: Hello, hello. Did
2: I say that right, Joel? Perfect. Okay. Well, you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to tease him and, th- and mispronounce his name. He's he's pronounced it in Corvaya for most of his life. I need to tell him how it's really pronounced, and I'll be talking <laughs> with him about that as we go. Cindy, good to see you as well.
3: Oh, glad to be here.
2: You know what? We've got some wonderful things that we're going to share about Kenya and God's vision to and through mm-hmm. you, and how it's. Going to impact the people, so which one of you would like to start with the story about the, the grassroots where you began and where you go? And we've got uh, maybe seven or eight more minutes. Can you believe that? In this segment mm-hmm. they go fast. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Cindy oh. or or, or oh. Joel.
1: Well, let me give you a little bit of our history. Yeah, um, Cindy and I both got saved in the Jesus movement back in the seventies. We got married in nineteen eighty. We've always been involved in Christian ministry. But up until like 1999, it was always in the church. Yeah. And then God sent us out to start working in a women's prison called Rainbow Conservation Camp up in Fallbrook. And we've been, we did that for 19 years, and it got us out of the church. And we started thinking a lot about, what, what is God doing outside of the four corners of the church? And how could he use us even to go beyond what we were doing with the woman? The interesting thing is that I had no interest in missions at that time yes. of doing anything out of the U.S. I thought there's just enough work here in the U.S. for me to spend my you know, entire life. And so, missions so, was just not, not even on my radar. So
2: pr- women prison ministry was the springboard into what you guys
1: are doing here, yes. Cindy?
3: Oh, yes, it sure was. And so
1: why don't you say how you got involved in Columbia and that changed our life?
3: So um, – Yes, I think that um, the Lord sees that you're ready before you realize you're ready. And um, Joel and I had uh, been in prison ministry for many years, and God began to speak to me that I will not require anything of you above and beyond what you do here. And basically what we did in the prisons was we listened to people, we looked in their faces, we loved them, we prayed for them, and we let the Holy Spirit lead us. And from there, he launched me, yes, as Joel said, first into Cali, Columbia with Bill and Carol Dew of Dunamis Ministries. And at that time, I recorded my trip. Uh, Joel was behind uh, paying the bills so that I could go. And he um, saw all the videos when I came home, and something started to really stir in us for the nations at that time. Yes, And... um, we uh, launched from there. We went to Israel. We were baptized in the Jordan River. We had a, a new beginning and a powerful experience at the Wailing Wall. And God just began to rebuild our identity from the bottom up. And I think He uh, was was creating a uh, blueprint plan for our destiny that we hadn't really seen. As Joel said, beyond our work in church, which was wonderful and it prepared us, but there was something more. And yes.
2: You, so, yes. Joel, I want you to add it to that, but let me inter- interject something here. My listening friend, if you're hearing some things that are familiar to your spirit, because that's oftentimes the way that God works. He gives you pieces, you know, when you... you the. the Israelites for going into the promised land he said don't worry just one step at a time because if you worry about the whole big deal the animals of uh, uh, of the surrounding area will eat you up so just one step at a time and i will take care of it every step of the way and that's kind of what he told cindy just just you know take the areas where i have trained you mm-hmm. and move into those and all of a sudden you'll find mm-hmm. that that training can be not only applicable in the united states but other uh, other other nations mm-hmm. in the world too isn't that right joel
1: exactly and i have to say in this case cindy really led the way because she went to Cali, Colombia, one of the most dangerous cities in the world, for a week mission trip without me. And I was happy. Oh, go. You do it. I'll stay behind. Take care of the kids. But when she came back, I could see that God had changed her. And I looked at the videos and uh, of the worship and the use of flags and just how God was moving there. And I said, I want some of this. Yeah. So six months later, I went to Colombia. That was our first mission trip. Um, we went back again the same year. We went to Brazil, then Israel. We were in Israel. We first came into contact with Harvest International Ministry, and one of the guys leading the trip told us that he was doing a lot of work in India and Kenya.
2: Kenya. So starting in,
1: I think it was 2011, we went to India, had a great time. Yes. Um, But I knew that that wasn't really where God was calling us for further mission trips. And Mark Tubbs, the man that uh, leads our trips to Kenya with us, um, he said, you know, I think you'd really like to go to Africa and we do an amazing work in Kenya, and it would really be great for you because we really send you out in the villages. You get to be the pastor, the teacher, the healer. Mm-hmm. You get to do everything. And so we were intrigued by that. So in 2012, we went to Kenya for the first time.
2: Yes. So basically, what you've kind of teamed up with Harvest International Exactly and, and uh, they they help you identify the needs in the places and they come alongside you in, in, in ways that are that are, are supportive or educational whatever, and then so you can actually go out there and you 're not alone out in a strange. A nation in a strange country they they have some plans, and also i 'm sure that you have some freedom in innovating things as well because you 're face to face with these people. One of the things I want to interject here is i I know Cindy from doing worship throughout San Diego county, mm-hmm. and one of the things i 've noticed in areas like this is worship and and uh, Praising the Lord is a key to opening the door to so many other things and did you mm-hmm. are you guys finding that as you go to these different places uh, in Af- or Africa or kenya
3: oh yes that 's very true, and honestly, I think when your heart begins to expand in worship and you grow um, and you deepen, then the father says it 's time to see my worshipers in another nation it 's time to I- experience Ooh. beautiful, powerful worship in Africa in India, in and India, and israel and we were just absolutely um, gobs go- what 's that word Gobsmacked <laughs> when when we saw uh, the Kenyans worshiping this was a whole another level, and just the rhythms, the dance, the movement. It almost was like, are they really doing this in church? Um, just gyrating and just letting loose, letting that electricity of Holy Spirit just, just pass through their body and in such an uninhibited way. We We were just like... This is awesome.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, and you know, here's the, my listening friend, you know as well as we do that worship is a language of its own. In fact, you don't necessarily even have to sing the same words, but God's music comes in and it overwhelms you. And all of a sudden you realize that you're, lifting your hands to the Lord and you're you're moving to the rhythms, godly rhythms, and all of a sudden you look at somebody who doesn't even speak the same language than you and they're right beside you and they're doing the same thing. What a universal language of love is worship and praise. Yes,
3: it's a universal language. It's also a part of... Who God is. Exactly. So we get to see, oh, okay, this is the African side of God's personality. Oh,
2: yes, yes. And
3: uh, we just fell in love with it. And, and we needed it. It and, was and something that completed us.
2: So as a springboard into other things, because you, you really have a heart for training and instructing people. And you really have a heart. For, I've had a chance to observe some of the things. And you really have a heart for training. People up, So you you took this uh, springboard to get into that. We've got about a minute or so left in this segment. Why don't you uh, whet the appetites as we dig more deeply into the next segment, Joel? Joel.
1: Yeah, well, I, I do have a heart for teaching as one of the primary gifts I have. But when we first went there, I, I, I felt like the main thing we wanted to do was pray for people, see people get healed, really see the power of God show up. And as we continue to come back to Kenya, because now we've been there 10 times, In the last eight years, our role expanded from being just part of a bigger team, 25, 30 people that might come and we'd be sent out uh, with other people to minister. We started co-leading trips um, with HIM and Mark Tubbs, who's the leader for uh, HIM in Kenya. And now we're actually doing some pastor schools by ourselves in addition to the larger trips in which we can really pour into the leaders and the pastors and really help train them up Um, to become more effective leaders.
2: Yes. You you mentioned a a phrase there. You talked about your roles uh, expanded. My listening friend, here's what's happening. God is taking what you do, and he's going to expand it uh, and broaden it so that you can have uh, more influence, more impact. In the next segment, we're going to come back with uh, Joel and Cindy in Corvaya. And we're going to talk a little bit more about how their roles have been expanded to train up. The Bible says to train up a child in the way they should go, uh, but also it's training up other people in the way they should go. And then when you walk away, uh, God's already got the starter fluid and they're off and running. We're going to have to go to (laughs) a break right now and uh, then we're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about some of the training insights that you guys have developed in Kenya and beyond. My listening friend, if this is stirring you to become a missionary to Africa, oh hallelujah. But we're <laughs> going to talk more about it when Joel and Cindy and Kaz come right back.
0: This is Come Together San Diego. The new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego. is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on
2: KPraise. Here's Cass Taylor. And the African safari members are back. Uh, we're, we're touring uh, the continent of Africa. We're stopping by the first hour in Kenya and talking with some people that have really hearts for uh, being with the people and helping the people, Joel and Cindy in Corvaya, and they are with us, and we're talking a little bit about uh, Kenya and some of the ministry needs there. But before we do, I was just kind of strolling through my uh, fact sheet about uh, Kenya, and uh, the population, they say, is around uh, 43 million. Uh, Nairobi and uh, uh, Mombasa are the largest cities there, and uh, half of the population is really Living in poverty, and that's a sad thing. And that really, I'm sure, uh, Joel and Cindy drives some of your heart cry to go and minister there. But before you jump into that, I ran across another interesting fact. If you were thinking about being a missionary in uh, Africa, here's a fact that may change your mind. But I hope it doesn't. And it says, uh, I think in the visitor's guide that Kenyans drink all their beverages at room temperature. So you may not not so bad. (laughs) You may not want to go, but there's
3: worse things. The bathrooms.
2: <laughs> well, we're going <laughs> to use this as a springboard to get into what your calling is in Kenya. And I know because of the, the poverty in that area, there's a lot of things that need to be done. And there's a lot of people that desire to minister, but they may not have the tools. Joel, talk a little bit about what you do from a training perspective.
1: Well, one of the things that Harvest International Ministry, or HIM, does there is we do a lot of pastors' conferences when we go into Kenya. It's a, it's a network of networks And right now, there's about 2,000 churches in Kenya that are part of HIM. And so one of the things that they did with us when we first went back in 2012, they sent us out to a little rural church in a little tiny village called Esaboya. The church was in the middle of a cornfield. It had a roof, no sides, just sticks holding up a roof and a dirt floor. And we did a pastor's conference for about four days for only maybe 25 and 30 liters. And... That conference transformed our lives because we just absolutely fell in love with the, the people that we met there, not just the pastors and leaders that came to the, the meetings, but all the people we met in Kenya. Yes. They're just amazing, wonderful people. And we saw the need that these pastors had for training, not only to, to learn the Bible and learn principles of leadership, but also to have their own hearts transformed.
2: Yes. So one of the things that uh, the Scripture says is, um, first that which is natural and after that which is spiritual and we talked about poverty so there's a poverty issue in the natural all, all around the population of Africa but there also is a poverty or a hunger if you will uh, a, a, a poorness and a want to fill those gaps with God stuff with Jesus stuff so that is a real inspiration to you guys as you go and minister isn't mm-hmm. that right? That's,
3: absolutely I think that uh, the um dichotomy, if you will, in Africa is that um, even in the soil, the soil is such a rich, rich color and such a rich spirit in the African people, the poverty just doesn't match up. And, um, you know, there's just strongholds and things that uh, are at play that, you know, when we are there, we're breathing the air, we're walking on the ground with the African people, we're we're contending with some of the things that are holding them back. And we come alongside them, really. Um, we're not uh, like old school missionaries, uh, we're really coming alongside them and the dreams and the visions that they have for their people and uh, to fortify that through friendship because uh, there is a lot of darkness and there is also a lot of light. And I think what we do is we focus on the light in the hearts of the people and the vision and the hope that they have and we we stir it up and uh, we hold their hand and, and we join them. Join them.
2: Joel, I'm going to ask you in just a moment to give us kind of a picture of what it looks like from a training standpoint of some of the indigenous people, people there, the, the pastors or pastor wannabes, what that actually looks like. I want you to kind of give us a paint us a word picture of that. But before we do, my listening friend, I'm going to give a phone number to you right now. If you want to find out more about Africa, I'm going to uh, give you a phone number that we have our prayer team available from and you can call and ask them to get your name and information and joel and cindy you'll be able to write them back and give them information if they want it absolutely okay this is good i'm going to give you the phone number i'm going to give it to you twice so get ready here we go 858 mm-hmm. 535 i'm going to give it to you again 858- 5359090 at the other end of the line there will be people standing by to take your information and give your information to Cindy and Joel in regards to Africa and uh, and they can get back to you and tell you more okay Mr. Word Painter, Word Picture Painter, I'm going to have you paint the picture. What does this look like as these, these uh, indigenous people, uh, pastors and leaders that want to serve the Lord, want to get trained up? What, are you in a classroom? Or are you out in the bush with the wild animals jumping over you? Or uh, what? Uh, help us understand what, what that looks like and the receptivity there, Joel.
1: Well, most of the churches in Kenya are very small. And there's only a few Bible schools in the entire country to really teach the pastors the Word of God. A lot of pastors have almost no real Bible training outside of what they may have learned from one of the leaders they're working under, so there's a real dearth of knowledge, but they're incredibly hungry for the things of the Lord, and so they were very, very hungry for us to come in and start teaching and imparting to them the things Mm -hmm. that we've learned about church leadership.
2: Do you need do you need to have an interpreter, or does a bulk of pe- do the bulk of people speak English, or what Swahili, or how how does that work?
1: The national languages are English and Swahili. Uh, most people with at least a high school education speak English. Most of the pastors we know speak English, but we always use an interpreter for those that don't. So we do both. We do our most of our trainings are in uh, churches that we use for larger con- conferences. Sometimes between twenty five to five hundred leaders depending on where it's at, because we'll send teams out on long rides, two hours over dirt roads into some tiny little village, a tiny little church with no walls, and we'll do conferences there, and we'll do some conferences in bigger cities with larger groups of pastors. But we just try to impart to them the things that we know that we carry and what we can bring, and we just want to help them. And I, I think one of the most important things for us is just doing big conferences, but it was building relationships yeah. with leaders. And so... What we've done is that we have focused on 10 to 12 really key leaders, particularly in West Kenya, where God's given Cindy and I a lot of favor. And, and we've really become like spiritual parents to them. We, we talk to them all the time on Facebook, <laughs> uh, we use WhatsApp, to talk on the phone. We sometimes send them a little money here and there to help support them. And our goal isn't for us to come in as the, they call us wazungos in Swahili, that's white man. <laughs> you know, there's kind of, you know, because of colonization, there's always this idea that the white man has all the answers, all the money, and they can be very dependent on you um, and and also resentful at the same time. And you don't want to really go there. There has to be
2: a level of self-sufficiency so that God can actually work through them instead of them entrusting somebody else to fill their needs. So we've got about two minutes left here, and let me ask a question quickly of you, Cindy, and then throw it back to Joel. Uh, When you get there, what's the environment like? I mean, is it... um, Air conditioning, everything and uh, e- easy going or I mean, you have when you go there, you have to have uh, Joel's laughing because I did joke around there. <laughs> but, but don't you have to go with a mentality that you have to be in among the people and in among the people means you have to live life like they live it?
3: Yes. And my first women's conference was outdoors under a large tree with uh, tree logs as benches. And the women were sitting on the logs in old-fashioned style. I, I was the, the schooled one, the teacher, if you will, the guest speaker, um, the elder, and, uh, and they were so humble, and many of them were even older than I was, and I was so amazed at how open hearted they were and the space that they made in their hearts to listen to me and hear my story and yeah. so that was that was the environment and it was outhouses for bathrooms and then they killed a few chickens and maybe a goat or two and that's what we had for lunch well but
2: come on you're, you're among right the people right there in the country you just learned how <laughs> to do that and you know we, we talk about you're training them in the fivefold. we have a little about a minute or so or two here why don't you Joel start talking about what training them in the fivefold, what that actually means and how their eyes Maybe getting big as you share with them how Jesus instructed us.
1: There's a lot of hunger among the pastors there to understand fivefold ministry and operating it because in their culture the pastor pretty much ran everything. And we tried to share with them, among other things, is that it's very important to build up a team of leaders so you don't have to do everything by yourself. Yes. And that brings us into the fivefold because Um, Some of them are good teachers, or maybe they're good pastors, but they also need the prophets. They need the apostles. They need the evangelists. They need a group of people that have all these different gifts in the fivefold ministry. And most of them have never heard this teaching before. But when we explain it to them, um, it's transformative. They come back to us. They said, I never realized that ministry could be a group of people coming together to work together as a team. And it wasn't just on me to be everything in the church.
2: Okay, my listening friend, uh, Joel and Cindy in Corvaya will be back with me. And we've just started kind of opening up the floodgates on what's going on here. I'm going to give the phone number again if you want to give your name and information to our uh, prayer people or you just want them to pray with you about your calling. I'm going to give you that phone number again. This is not connected to us on the air. This is behind-the-scenes phone number, but you can call them and chat with them, 858 535-9090. Five three, five ninety ninety again, eight five eight five three five ninety ninety, and uh, Joel and cindy we 're going to talk a little bit more about what this looks like, but uh, the other ramifications tied to this, my listening friend, if you have a heart for Africa, uh, you're going to find out more about this, and you may just desire to go and say, okay, Lord, this is the prompt that I needed to make that move in 2019. 2019 is a time for moving in past the gate into your promise, your promises and God's promised land. So, Joel and Cindy, uh, stay with us for this entire hour, and you're going to share more insights with us. Are you not? Awesome. Okay. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. Awesome just
1: getting started. Uh,
2: yes, 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 we're just getting started. My friend, uh, Joel and uh, Cindy and Kaz will
1: Joel Lieberman from Tree of Life Messianic Jewish Congregation. Lord, we just do lift up the entire region of San Diego from Vista to Chula Vista. Lord, it says in the Psalms, Hina Matovo Manayim gam yachat. how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. We pray a spirit of unity over our city. In the name of Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, Amen.
0: Come together, San Diego, with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K Praise.
2: And guess what? Yes, indeed. We're back, and we're talking about uh, missionary callings to Africa in particular, but also we're talking about Zambia, Kenya, and uh, Zim- Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. Thank you for helping me. <laughs> if, if your name was Bob, it would be easier to remember, I guess. <laughs> So, uh, Joel uh, and uh, Cindy in Corvaya, we're going to talk a little bit more about, you kind of set the stage here about what things look like in uh, Kenya when you're teaching these pastors about the fivefold ministry, Apostle, Prophet, Evangelist, Pastor, Teacher, and they really need to get the full picture so that they can uh, uh, minister mightily. Uh, so, give a, continue your word picture painting, if you would, Joel.
1: Sure. These... Pastors have very small churches. They make almost no money from the ministry, so they usually have another job. They're working extremely hard. They're very burdened. But what we find is that oftentimes they're trapped by a very legalistic theology that they may have been taught by other leaders, and they really don't have any joy or freedom, and their churches don't either. And in addition to showing them how to be more effective leaders, how to operate in the fivefold ministry, what we found is that... Most of the pastors there are really living their lives more like orphans than sons and daughters of the King of Kings. And it's a nation of orphans because of AIDS and uh, dysfunctional families. So many people there grow up without having a father in the home uh, or sometimes a mother. Many of them really are physical orphans. And so you have this orphan mentality, and what happens is that you always feel like you have to fight to get what you need. Um, and so there's a lot of competition among the pastors and leaders for resources, particularly when Westerners bring in outside resources and because they have no look, money.
2: If you look around at the church uh, in the United States, there's that level of competition as well. It may be more sophisticated, right. and so you don't realize there's the competition. But God says, I want my church. I want my church, and I want my church collectively, not only in the United States, but not only in San Diego, but in Africa as well, and in Kenya as well. His church, singular, a bunch of different expressions of that, right, Joel?
1: Sure. So one of the things we started doing two years ago, we started doing week-long pastor schools, because normally we go out to their churches, we have to drive a long ways, we can only do meetings maybe from 11 in the morning to 3 or 4 in the afternoon because of the travel constraints for the leaders. So we had this idea, let's bring the leaders to us. So we rented a hotel or a conference center, and we actually put them up for a week, paid all their expenses, room and board, three meals a day, and we meet with them for eight hours, and we just pour into them. Mm-hmm. Not so much teaching about how to be leaders, but how God wants to transform their hearts. And what we're trying to help them do through the power of the Holy Spirit is just break off that orphan spirit so that they will know their true identity, that they're sons, that Ooh. they're daughters, that they're loved by God. That God's grace covers all their problems and issues and, and sin, so that as they come into relationship, particularly with knowing God as a father, because most of them have really poor relationships with the earthly fathers, we see their hearts transformed. And as they come into this intimate relationship with God and they know their true identity, they are transformed in the way they lead because it just breaks off that spirit of competition. Oh, I like it. And now we're seeing these pastors come together in unity and, and work together for one purpose. So instead of fighting for resources, they're sharing resources.
2: Yes. And I bet you one thing that happens too, when you say you let the Holy Spirit go in something like this and have the freedom, all of a sudden, not only are you in a teaching mode, but you're in a receiving mode. And Holy Spirit intervenes and you may see uh, different uh, testimonies of remarkable things. Some of it maybe may be deal with healings or some of the needs. As oh, soon yes. as you break off that orphan spirit mm-hmm. and you realize you have a true father in heaven, mm-hmm. then uh, you're ac- accessing yourself of his healing power, of his love. Mm-hmm. And Cindy, do you have any thoughts on w- when that revelation happens to yes. some of the indigenous people? Uh, what's it like? I mean, are, are you seeing healings? Or are you seeing people set free? What's, what's that look like?
3: Yes, it's real. It really is through love, and um, you know, God just began to do a work in Joel and I to relieve us of the whole, of the uh, orphan spirit. Um, that that spirit that uh, you think you're connected to God, you're doing a lot for Him, but really in your heart, you're you're far away. And so, it it was really through uh, brokenness in our own lives that we began to come into a greater dependency um, on our weakness, uh, if you will. Just um, Finding that strength in our weakness and not trying to hide it, and so when we um, were able to walk through those waters in our own lives, being over in Kenya, it was a lot more natural, a lot more organic and true um, to to really love people in their brokenness and I think that is the power of transformation yes um, is looking into the face of an African woman and seeing this is a woman, and I know I know her, I know what her battles are mine are different in the Western world, but many of our battles are similar as women and we share them. And, you know, maybe I I have a privilege. I have an ability to come to her before she could come to me. And you take her hand and you look in her face and you just feel that love swelling up from that deep place of your spirit. um, And it comes up through you and powerfully uh, through touch, I think. And that one-on-one, as Heidi Baker says, stop for the one. That's, that's where it all began for us when we were really touring a lot and going into the villages and working with the people um, one-on-one.
2: And what kind of, uh, Joel, what kind of miraculous things were you seeing? People set free, obviously, that's a big thing. But th- were there any other manifestations of supernatural healings and things like that or anything like that?
1: You always see a lot more healings, it seems, when you're in third world countries, and uh, we could just tell you endless stories. But I want to tell you one of my favorites. Is we were ministering five years ago in the east coast of Kenya at a time when there was a lot of issues with Muslim terrorism. There were been <laughs> churches in the neighborhood that we were working in that had been bombed by terrorists a couple of years before that. We were doing a conference, and we actually had armed guards at the door. And I don't know how this happened, but this Muslim gentleman with the full Muslim hat, garb, robe, walked into the meeting, right past the guards, nobody said a word, walked right up to the front, sat down in the front seat of the church during the conference, and he pointed to his ears because he was deaf. Oh, my. And our leader, we uh, actually all of us started praying for him, and it was just amazing to see what God did. We prayed for a couple minutes, and we asked him if he could hear, and he said, because there was a guy playing a piano he said I can hear the piano. Oh my. But not voices. So we prayed again and his ears were completely open and he could hear everything that was being said. We tested it. We talked to him. He spoke back and his hearing was completely restored and even more importantly, he became a Christian.
2: Well, and you know one thing that I'm seeing and you say this more it seems to be more pr- prolific in third world countries this the 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 faith to see healing and things like that. Yes. We have a we talk about orphan spirit. We also have a in in America and some of the other even European countries. We've got a lot of baggage that will disallow God moving like He wants to move. That's true. There's, right. there's a different kind of baggage. It's mm-hmm. a different kind of baggage, isn't it? In mm-hmm. in, in Africa, mm-hmm. and once they get set free, mm-hmm. that other baggage that we have uh, mm-hmm. the, in the other Gentile churches uh, doesn't impact them, and they go, okay, well if God says it, then. He's going to do it, and all of a sudden, because they didn't put hampers in their faith towards God, mm-hmm. they gave him the free reign, and all of a sudden, miraculous things happen. Mm-hmm.
1: And one other story I wanted to share is a couple of years ago, we were able to go into a men's prison, and I, was, I went by myself with a, a leader, and I got to preach for about 45 minutes, uh, basically in an outdoor yard, and the prisons there are obviously very, very poor. Um, uh, the conditions are horrific. And there were 200 men sitting on the ground wearing black and white striped uniforms, basically rags, tatters. And I didn't know what to do. And the Lord said, share Isaiah 61. So I just shared with them from Isaiah 61 how God sets a yes. prisoner free. And at the end, the Lord said, do two things. Do an altar call, get them to accept the Lord, ask them to accept the Lord, and 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 give some words of knowledge for healing, things I felt God wanted to heal. And I started praying for them to get healed. And... At the end of the meeting, every single person raised their hand and said, first of all, they wanted Jesus and prayed to accept Jesus. 250 men, prisoners, inmates, and almost all of them had received some measure of physical healing. Oh, my, my, my. Mm-hmm. And that all happened in 45 minutes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And
2: my, my friends, you know, if you have a hard cry to maybe go into Africa and minister, it's not that there's no need for you. You just have to hear the calling, what God's telling you to do, and then find the location because they're all over. You know, this is one of the largest continents in, mm-hmm. in the world mm-hmm. and uh, tremendous need, tremendous uh, poverty, tremendous. Uh, you talk about orphan mm-hmm. spirit. I mean, boy, is it is it there? And so uh, my listening friend, I want to encourage you, if yes. you got that calling, to answer that yes. calling. Cindy and Jewel did, and mm-hmm. uh, they realized that they're right in the thick of where God wants them to and be. And I
3: would just interject very quickly that 20 years of a path had been paved. We came in after the path had already been paved through love, sweat, and tears, through uh, Harvest International Ministries, Mark and Ann Tubbs. So the path has been paved, and it's ready. It's ready for for lovers of God, lovers of people <laughs> to come, and uh, it will absolutely transform your heart.
2: Yes, I'm going to give you that phone number again if you want to call and leave information so that Joel um, and Cindy can get back with you. That phone number, our prayer Warriors are standing by for that, if you want to do that. 858-535-9090. Again, 858-535-9090. You know, Joel, you and Cindy were talking about the training up of the indigenous people. But one of the things that actually happens is when you have a heart cry to train them up, God brings other people beside you in the United States or wherever, and uh, you get to train them up at the same time that you're training the others. We're going to talk a little bit about this more in the next segment about you know about what the training looks like. But the training isn't only with the indigenous people in Africa and Kenya. The training also has to do with those who are being sent out. Absolutely. And, and one of the things I think God has is calling you guys to do, right, Cindy, is to train them up. Oh, yes.
3: Absolutely. That's that's actually equally as powerful. Your experience on the team. Things get shaved off. You know, <laughs> we we have conflicts, but you have to work it out extremely fast. Very and, good. And it is powerful.
2: We're going to talk more about that in the next segment when Joel and Cindy and Kaz come right back.
0: More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Cass Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K Praise.
2: And we are indeed back, my friend. I hope you have a heart for Africa. If you had a heart for Africa, uh, earlier, before the show, you have a bigger heart for Africa now because that—I mean—in in, in being involved in your calling and a mission vision uh, kind of uh, kind of humbles you at one point, but it also empowers you. And we are here with uh, Joel and Cindy in Corvaya. and I haven't mispronounced that name at once, have I? You've been Joel Perfecto. Perfecto. <laughs> okay. You know, I'm going to give you a scripture, and then we're going to dive into this last segment in uh, Second Timothy two two. It says. Um, To take all the things that you've learned and commit those things to other faithful men and women so that uh, they shall do the same. And the whole idea is taking the heritage that you have and passing it on to somebody else and then passing it on to somebody else. That's God's plan. That's God's plan. And I'm seeing this not only as you ministered, Joel and Cindy, in Kenya and instruct in God's ways as far as the fivefold ministry and the people that are soon to be pastors or other leaders there, but I'm also seeing this as people come alongside of you and they uh, go to Africa or you help inspire their Mm -hmm. hunger or thirst for Africa. Mm -hmm. I know you're nodding your head, Cindy, and so why don't you you start this segment out?
3: Well, it is a really powerful experience, and uh, I was just... uh, Speaking with Joel at the break about the bond that we create with the team members, it's very, very powerful. It's two weeks every day, long days out on the mission field, seeing amazing things happen. And, you know, sometimes it is that mountaintop experience, and we have to learn how to integrate that into our lives when we come home because the team factor is just um, as important uh, of a work on the character, the internal character of those who are are going. Um, It's amazing how God will deal with things. I personally was very afraid. Um, I just just had fear in my life that uh, hadn't uh, been completely uh, expelled and Mm -hmm. delivered. And God actually used the challenge of going into another nation to relieve me of that fear. I faced it. I walked through it. I saw other women. um, And, uh, you know, we just uh, experienced together a a powerful experience. Deliverance from fear as we, as we just engaged in, in relationship and in, even in covenant together. You know, it's amazing how love, perfect love. Cast out fear, yes. so so that that's a strong motivation because uh, it's it's a crash course and your <laughs> your character will really get shined up. Yes. when you go on the the, the teams, there's Cindy, a lot of love and there's a lot of challenge.
2: I'm going to put you on the spot now, okay? Because I want you to proclaim this uh, healing power of, uh, against the spirit of fear from for every every listener. They may have a, a vision to go do something, a mission, or or it could be a mission in, in San Diego or California or the United States or uh, Africa or India or Israel. Yes. Or wherever it may be. I want you to just take about 30 seconds and declare and speak into God's healing power against this uh, intimidation or this fear factor. Go ahead.
3: Yes. Father God, I just thank you in your word. You have declared that perfect love casts out fear. And when you make a way, there is a way that is made A, a way that is made by God where no other path can be paved. And I thank you, Lord, that you have just chosen people to do your work, to do your bidding, and you've made a way. I cast away the fear of finances. I cast away the fear of I'm not enough. I cast away the fear of what do I have to offer, um, or um, I'm I'm too committed and too busy here. And uh, what what if I uh, lose my job? What whatever it may be that blocks you from engaging in that pull in your heart, the Holy Spirit is tugging at your heart, saying, Come. I'm inviting you into an adventure. Father God, we just again agree that your perfect love will deal with that fear. Even if we have to walk through it and do it afraid initially, you will come back less afraid and more powerful in your spirit.
2: Wow, wow. Cindy in Corvaya. She's a a woman after God's own heart, and she she doesn't mince words. She goes right between the eyes. And I tell you what, I felt God's conviction through your words, Cindy, so thank you for doing that. Okay, Joel, we've got about five minutes left in this segment, and we're talking about training up people. We're talking about training up not only indigenous people, but we're also uh, encouraging people to be trained up, to be sent out. So I'm going to hand the baton to you and say, take it, Joel, take
1: it. Well, first of all, I want to say that we also receive training when we're there because a lot of people think when you go on a mission trip, you're just giving and giving. and But there's so much that you receive from the people there. When I see these pastors and how hard they struggle and how hard it is just to, mm-hmm. to get by every day, it mm-hmm. just inspires me. And I, I almost feel like in the church in the U.S., we've just become so complacent because we have everything we need. You know, we have nice churches, mm. nice buildings, uh, money, beautiful worship teams and yes. sound systems. Mm-hmm. We go into churches where there is no electricity and they're doing everything a cappella, which, by the way, is the best worship <laughs> I've ever heard. And it has transformed my heart mm-hmm. looking mm-hmm. and watching and seeing what they do. So that even so might be a message right there yeah.
2: in that maybe we need to focus not on the delivery or the performance, but the relationship.
1: Right. Wow. But it's, we take back more than we could ever give, mm-hmm. and it's transformed our ministry here. In terms of helping people to come with us, we, we generally go for two weeks. On every trip, we bring a team usually of 20 to 30 people. People from all over the world come because HIM is an international ministry, so we work with people from Korea, Germany, Canada— and we all get thrown together for two weeks, and, and oftentimes uh, 80% of the people on the team we don't even know when we start, and somehow God brings them all together in a cohesive team. Some of them are experienced leaders. A lot of them have never done any real ministry in their entire lives. Yes. And, and, we, and, we, and we want to do is help them expand their comfort zone. And we God. don't want to scare them, panic them, but we will take a team of three or four people, we'll send them into the bush, and we'll say, go to the school, go to the orphanage, go into the church. And you're gonna be the minister, one of you is gonna preach, and then maybe one of you is gonna pray for the sick and one of you gonna do deliverance. And we try to, you know, help them, encourage them, and strengthen them, but when they go out and then they realize yeah. That they can do things <laughs> under the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, and you know that I they them. never dreamed. I know. they could do. I they know. are transformed <laughs> as well.
2: Mm-hmm. And one of the things I really encourage in San Diego County is the time for p- pew sitters has to transition into the time of uh, God hearers and God beers, God doers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that's, I think, the transition he is doing in his church globally. We see that happening in San Diego in particular. I, I love what God's doing in San Diego because I think uh, we're a prototype area and God is breathing on us to be mm. leaders of leaders mm. and uh, being missionaries of missionaries. And, right. and I see that happening in San Diego. And you and our guests for the next hour are among those as well. Mm. So we've got about a minute left in this. Can you believe how quickly it goes, Cindy and Jewel? We've got about a minute left. Do you have a word of encouragement to give our people before we do I'm going to give one more time I'm going to give the phone number if you want to call for prayer or uh, to find out uh, give your name so that people can contact you back Mm -hmm. that phone number is 858-535-9090 858-535-9090 so a word of encouragement Joel in the minute we have left
1: I say that God wants to take ordinary people Mm -hmm. and use them to do extraordinary Mm -hmm. things I'm a lawyer my wife basically a homemaker but Mm -hmm. God took us out of that environment and sent us to the mission field. And he showed us how to do it. It wasn't because of our gifting, our strength. Mm -hmm. He did it. Mm -hmm. And I'm just saying that if you want to go see what God is doing in the world, because there's a revival in Africa Mm -hmm. that's sweeping the continent.
3: Mm -hmm. Yes, yes.
1: And we're seeing God move outside of the U.S., in other cultures, other nations. And it's just amazing. It just encourages you. It strengthens you mm-hmm. and it increases your faith.
3: makes your heart bigger. Yes.
1: Makes
2: so the question bigger. is, where has God called you, my friend? And are you being obedient to it or are you putting it on a back shelf? It's time to take that calling that he's been whispering into your, mm-hmm. whispering into your heart in, right. into your ears and say, yeah. go for it. And, and he, will, he will provide the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a quick uh, encouragement from you, Cindy, mm-hmm. and then we're going to close this show. Okay. I mean, this hour.
3: Yes. I, I just encourage you to know that what you carry, what is inside of you is amazing and it reflects God and he's invested his story in your story and that's good enough. You know, we tell our team that's the only thing you need to prepare is your testimony. How has he shown up for you? How has he been faithful to you? You start with that and you will be amazed at how he builds on that. Yes. And it's a good thing because you wake up with a greater sense of purpose and belonging and... In the family of God and your understanding that there's so many people that he's called you to yes and he will get you there believe me those plane (laughs) tickets get bought and it's amazing uh, it just takes a little faith. Yes, and thus
2: saith the Cindy. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, my friends. These these guys, I've known them for a long time. I haven't been really close friends, but I think that's going to change because the hearts that are pounding in their chests are similar to the heart that's pounding in mine, and similar to the hearts <laughs> that are pounding in your chests as yeah. well, my friend. Well, we're finished with this segment. It goes quickly, and I yeah. really want to thank Joel and I want to thank Cindy in Corvaya mm. to join with us here and tell us a little bit about. Uh, in Z- Kenya, but we're going to spend the next hour talking about Zambia and Zimbabwe, and uh, we're going to explore uh, what goes on in the lives of the widows and the orphans there, and how God wants us to come alongside and change lives out of yes. our obedience to the voice of God. Yes. So uh, we're we're hmm. going to Africa. So as I say, <laughs> wear those hard <laughs> African hats because we're going to go on a safari. Can
3: I make a a, 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 a quick now? comment?
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, my listening friend, and I'm going to have her do this one more time. As I say, we will be
3: <laughs> right
2: back, if you can believe it.
0: This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise, more Come Together San Diego, is just moments away. KPRZ, San Marcos Poway, and K29CR Encinitas, FM 106.1, North County, AM 1210, San Diego, K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world, world. Come together, San Diego, with Cash
2: Taylor on FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise.
4: I'll tell the world, world, world.
2: Well, we have returned, but we haven't returned from Africa because we're staying there. This entire two-hour show is really dedicated on Come Together San Diego to deal with Africa, the needs of the people, and people that have gone in there and helped minister to those needs. I'm going to share a scripture, then I'm going to introduce my uh, guests. Some are in the studio and some are actually way uh, in Kansas City. And so we're going to actually have uh, people throughout the United States here talking about their visions for Africa. Africa and how God is using them, and I, I want to do that. But I'm going to first give you a scripture that I'm going to start introducing people. I think I'll start in Kansas City and move west. But in James one twenty seven, it says that pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father, listen to this, is to visit the orphans and the widows in their affliction and to keep yourself unspotted by the world. So the directive there... In uh, the book of James is to if you want to understand what pure and undefiled religion is about, you need to have a heart for the people who are uh, discontinent, the people who do not have the freedoms that you have or have been faced with different ta- challenges than many of us may have. But it talks specifically about wid- widows and orphans. And uh, there are a lot of people not only in San Diego County, but the United States that have hearts for uh Africa and those who are suffering, and in particular, those who are widows and orphans. And we're going to spend this whole second hour talking about that, and that sets the stage for some invitations. Well, first of all, let me deal with what's going on in Kansas City. This is a friend of mine and his uh, bride. His name is Kevin and his wife, Joy Egan, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, what's going on in Kansas. not only Kansas City and the vision that they have there, but also uh, in um, Zambia and what God has called them to do there. It's a, a remarkable uh, to behold. And then I'm also, after I do those introductions, I'm going to come back to the studio and introduce our people that are here. So, Kevin, how are you doing, my friend? I'm blessed and highly favored, Kaz. How are you? (laughs) Doing fine. And uh, because you guys, it's cleaner if you guys, you enjoy have the same phone. So periodically I'll have you pass the phone to her. But I have to be very delicate in this show because we've got four different people I'm going to be engaging in conversation. So my listening friend, bear with me as I try to identify the voices that you hear. And uh, because I want to make sense out of this, but very rarely do we have a chance to go to the entire continent of Africa and talk about what God is doing there. So, uh... Before I uh, have you give your howdy, Kevin, longtime friend and Joy. Let me introduce the people that are in the studio with me. Uh, a new friend, uh, Reverend Faith Dengu, and she has a real heart for for Africa and in particular Zimbabwe. And your son is with us, who's a military guy, handsome guy. I can see the, the similarities. <laughs> you both uh, handsome people. But uh, and help me, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna try to do this. Y- your name pronunciation, Farai. Mutneri. Correct. Did I Correct. do that? Yes, you did. Wow. Yes, you did. And my name is Kraz. I mean Kaz. <laughs> I can't even pronounce my own. So you guys are Zimbabweites. And uh, Kevin, uh, you and Joy are um, in Zambia. So, Kevin, why don't you st- start out by giving a brief overview, then I'm going to come back into the studio and talk to Faith Um, and uh, Far Eye as well so Kevin and Joy it's good to have you why don't you why don't you give a very brief overview of the vision and I'm going to have a brief overview with Faith and uh, Far Eye as well and my heart cry my friends is to give you a broad brushstroke of what's going on in the continent of Africa and give you a heart cry to say hey maybe God is calling me there as well Kevin lay it on us man
4: Well, thank you, Cass, for the opportunity. You actually took the words right out of my mouth when you shared James 127. (laughs) Um, Because uh, our mission is to represent the heart of the Father to widows and orphans in Zambia. Um, You know, Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, is the very heart of the Father revealed. And, you know, as we cry out, uh, when we say, uh, Lord, raise up ones who are your hands and feet to share your heart, Father, to reach out to them and show that you've not forgotten them. Uh, We're just grateful to the Lord that he's called us um, as vessels for his honor to um, minister to those less fortunate. Yes. You know, uh, the Father actually reveals himself, you know, personally as we minister and pray. Um, You know, our words and actions uh, actually reveal Christ. In every situation, we have an opportunity to demonstrate the love of God.
2: Yes. And, you know, you're you're called to Africa, and in particular, Zambia. And I know you had mentioned that Joy uh, is uh, from Zambia. Is that right? And I'm going to have her just briefly say hi. And, yes, she is from Zambia and what that feels like.
5: Yes. Hi, Kaz. Hi, Joy. I'm from Zambia. Yes. And so... Joy, and I'm from Zambia. Yes.
2: So what we what we want to do is we uh, excavate this hour as we want to have you guys share your vision for changing the lives of the widow, uh, and widows and the orphans. And my friend, it's going to touch your heart. It's going to touch your heart. And uh, because God may be calling you as well. Let me come into the studios. We went from Kansas City now to San Diego, California. <laughs> and Faith Dengu, good to have you and your son Farai. So briefly, you have a heart cry for Zambia and working with the, the orphanage there. Yeah, Orphanages. We, we
6: are from Zimbabwe and um our heart is for the orphans who are in zimbabwe the orphans and the widows but for now god has given us a heart for the orphans who are child-headed for now they lost all the parents the mother and the father and they also want to take care of their siblings yes so we need to take care of their education and at the same time as we speak of these uh, children who are orphaned, mm. they are also HIV positive.
2: Yes, and I understand that you, your, your uh, son tags along with you, and he's uh, carried some of the mantle as well. Uh, Farai, what you want to
7: expand on that very briefly? Oh yes, uh, especially in this line of work, uh, with the ministry work, nothing can we do out of our, you know, out of our own strength, you know the best way to reach out to people out there as a Christian and as a child of God is nothing but other than through the Word of God. Yes. The Word of God is powerful and effective as long as it is ministered through prayer. Yes, And that is how we reach out to people and uh, and strengthen the community for these children that are back back uh, in, uh, in Zimbabwe. Because this is where Faith Compassion actually started. It started in Zimbabwe right around uh, 2002. And we're looking at close to 300 orphans, people that have suffered afflictions of, uh, very, you know, from various backgrounds and walks of life. And the best way to reach out to these people is to show them that God really cares for them yes. through the word of God and prayer.
2: Yes, yes. And Kevin, I, I know that you enjoy have scriptures that, you, that motivate you forward as well. And why don't you spend just a, a very brief moment t- talking about the scriptures that inspire you or ignite you and kind of give an overview of uh, what you're dealing with there. In the next segment, we're going to talk about what these visions look like. And my friend, you're going to be amazed at how God has different visions on how to, to solve these problems. So Kevin Egan, lay it on us.
4: Well, the Lord put it on our heart to uh, start a new ministry, and he gave us a name, and he brought us to the scripture, Proverbs 18.10, that says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous one in and are safe. But my favorite version says, a tower of strength is the name of Jehovah, the righteous one in and are safe. My wife and I believe that the Lord has given us his name and he's given us this assignment to go out and and minister to the widows and orphans.
2: Yes, and I'm going to spend some time in the next segment for each one of you guys to flush out this vision. I, uh, the whole idea about the Tower of Strength and the housing that's tied to that, Kevin Egan, is remarkable. Uh, wait till our people hear about that. They're going to want to pray into it and support it as they find out what uh, the hard cry for Faith uh, Dengu is and her son Farai as well. So my listening friend, uh, we've uh, kind of cast the vision. Now we're going to flush it out a little bit more in the next segment. It's my friend. We've only begun to set foot in the continent of africa wait till you find out what is in store for us on this safari when we come right back
0: this is come together san diego the new live local show on fm 106.1 and am 1210 k praise more come together san diego it's just moments away now more of come
2: together san diego on k praise here's kaz taylor Yes, and we are making a journey into Africa. My friend, quite a safari, and you're going to d- discover some, you know, it's a lot of people go there just to see the animals and the wildlife and things like that, but there, there's a really uh, a society going on behind the scenes that a lot of tourists would p- prefer not knowing about. But because God has given you a heart for people, my listening friend, uh, there's a behind the scenes that not only needs to be known, but has to be ministered to and with. And so what we're doing is we're talking about uh, that. In particular, we're talking about in this segment, uh, these, this hour, we're talking about the widows and the and the, and the orphans as well. And so uh, Kaz is uh, administering this from San Diego and Kansas City. And uh, my San Diego teammates are Faith Dengu and, uh, and also her son, Farai Mutniri, and they uh, minister in Zimbabwe and of course my longtime friend Kevin Egan and his new bride Joy they are ministering in Zambia so are we ready to begin oh yes. okay yes we are so okay <laughs> Kevin and Joy I'm going to start with you I know you're Kansas City and you're tied in some way or another to the when I say Kansas City a lot of people think the IHOP the International House of Prayer, and so you are tied with that as well. Um, and I, a lot of friends I have in the uh, Kansas City House of Prayer, but I also like to call it the House of Prayer and Praise because there's a, a lot of that going on there too. I know the people, they're prayer warriors and they're praisers, and that's kind of the identify identifying factor of you, Kevin. I've known you for a long time, and I'm sure your wife is a worshipper and praiser and a prayer. As well, so why don't you cast the vision for us? I, I, this whole thing is uh, captivating. The whole idea of the tower of strength and how you're creating housing, housing for the widows and the orphans. Give us a, a, a spend two or three minutes giving us the brushstroke picture of what that looks like, Kevin Egan.
4: Well, I'm I'm, I'm so grateful for this opportunity. Just um, you know, our vision is to build a home for widows and orphans, and and on the outskirts of Lusaka, Zambia. Um, I just got to bring up, you know, as with the tabernacle of Moses, when God told Moses to build everything according to the plan that he gave him, he said, "This." I, I just believe that this is a God-given plan as well. Um, the Lord spoke very clearly and said, I want you to uh, initiate family. I want you to build this out exactly the way I show you. And I t- I'm telling you, it's like down to the to the, to the the T's and the I's, you know, crossing the T's and dotting the I's, he's shown me exactly what this should look like. And so our, our goal is to basically build a compound. Uh, obviously the compound will have security fences completely around. Um, but the goal is to have two main buildings, and those two main buildings will be um, multi-purpose buildings. The first room, the first building would be just a huge kitchen with a huge dining room. On uh, 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 the residence for the overseer of the of the ministry, a security office, and the second building will be a, like a multi-purpose building. Um, I'm hope I'm believe it's going to be a two-story building. So the first story is basically going to be a big room that can be used as school, church, and a house of prayer. Um, you know, the Lord says that my house will be a house of prayer. Um, the, the, the second floor will be a place where we can have a residence for those that come and have a heart to be ministers in the, in the, in the mission field. My, my, um, when people come from from United States to come to Zambia to minister to the widows and orphans with Tower of Strength Ministries, you want to have a place where they can uh, reside and 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 you know be part of the ministry and have a place where they can uh, lay their head and be at peace. Um, surrounding those two main buildings will be separate homes, um, a cottage, as you will. Uh, a separate home, three- or four-bedroom home. And each home will house one widow with five to seven orphans. And, you know, a lot of orphanages are, are are based on, you know, a huge room with, you know, lots of beds. But the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to make it like a home uh, and promote family. Uh, your first guest talked about the orphan spirit and i'm i'm telling you to to be one that carries the heart of the father to these widows and orphans uh it's just such a privilege yes it's such an honor to be used by the lord
2: yes kevin i'm going to have joy i'm i'm going to have joy put her uh insight quickly in as well and then i'm going to switch from zambia, zambia to zimbabwe so joy uh you want to add color commentary to what kevin has said what a remarkable vision joy
5: yeah. yes yes definitely a- just like you said, uh, we want to be uh, um, able to help also around the, the the homes that's gonna be built there, gardens and uh, chickens gonna be, you know, having that place where we can be able to um, to make sure we we help the families to you know to 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 sustain them as they. Uh, going to, to live, to live there. And oh, wow. the other thing is that we would love also to, you know, train the, the, the mothers who becoming able to be uh, taking care of these children. Our heart desire is that we train them because most of the children, they, they don't know the love. They have been, you know, just left out and they can't see the love. Most of the time, if you don't have the background, you don't know where they have come from. Yes. It's really yes. hard to wow. work with them. So we want to make sure we mentor them and then we place them in their homes. Wow. where the children will be kept. So that is our vision uh-huh.
2: as well. Joy and Kevin, how remarkable is this? I'm going to, uh, in the next segment, we're going to talk a little bit more on what this looks like and how it actually is implemented. But I want to g- give uh, uh, Faith Dingu and uh, and Farai uh, Mutniri, her son, a little bit of an opportunity here in the next four minutes or so. Give, give What What does it look like? You know, we're, we're talking about two different uh, areas of, uh, of Africa, mm-hmm. and the need is great across the continent. Okay. So it's not a competition thing of different different missionaries doing things. It's a matter of uh, there's plenty of opportunity to minister in every facet mm-hmm. of Africa. So uh, why don't you start, Faith, with what does your calling look like as it relates to uh, the orphans and perhaps the widows as well, and working there to empower impact God upon them.
6: Yeah. Our, um, our desire is to give opportunity to the orphans to go to school, uh, to love them, to give them capacity building and remind them they can do it. Besides praying with them, equipping them with prayer, they also need uh, food. They need school. They need also, remember I have said, most of the children are HIV. They are challenged. So oh they my. need also good health.
2: Yeah, um, and, and med- medicines and things like that. So it's not just being nice and helping them out, but it's giving them uh, tools as well, I guess. Yes. Yes. And I uh, Farai uh, Mutneri, uh, the wonderful son of faith. What would you like to add to what faith has said about this vision and how it's impacted my friend? Let me tell you the last segment of the show, we're going to give contact information for both uh, Kevin and joy Egan and for also faith, um, and Farai to to find out more about that. But also, if you want to vest and invest in what's going on there,
7: I will do that as well. So further insights on this Farai. Oh, thanks, Kaz. I would just like to start off by uh, mentioning, just going over our vision, and it's not too different from what our Pastor Seth, uh I just mentioned right now. It says our vision is to create opportunities and a better life uh, for school for orphan children that are in uh, in the nation of Zimbabwe. And uh, just like, uh, as you just mentioned, Kids, the children out there that are you know in a dis- that are in a position of need. Yes. And as a minister of the word of God, you have to you know impart something to their life to make it different. You know, regardless of uh, the economic uh, economic uh, situation, there there is ways that we minister to 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 people out there. And definitely, it's uh, not only through through prayer, but also providing for their individual needs. Right. We do have people on the ground that are actually. Contributing financially for their uh, tuition, because no education free is free in this country. Mm-hmm. They do not have parents, and uh, they do not have any. They hardly have people that can fully cater for their, you know, um, tuition and day to day expenses. Yes, right. We do have uh, personal contributors out there uh, that have uh, supported the ministry, and there's also other things that they may need. They may need other than education, such as our uh, personal counseling and our uh, home visit care. But on the state and side, maybe some medical issues as well. Oh, correct, correct. Uh, but most importantly, as a minister of the word, we do have to share prayer, yes. especially here on, this, uh, on the United States side. Yes, this is how we're reaching out to people. Yes, the word of God says in the book of Isaiah chapter, uh, I believe fifty-six. He, he speaks. He says, "Even unto them, I will." He says, "Even unto them, I will bring to my holy mountain, Ooh. and will make them. I'll fill them with joy." In my house of prayer. Wow, wow, wow. Amen. Yes. Amen. My, my,
2: my, my listening friend, I hope you're starting to get a picture here. This is a broad brushstroke of what's going on. We spent this segment in talking about the broad brushstrokes of the visions in Zimbabwe and in Zambia uh, with faith. And uh, Farai, and also uh, Kevin and Joy, and I, I'm going to close the segment. And in the next segment, we're going to get more into the specifics. We gave you the broad brushstroke. Now, in the next segment, we're going to talk about what this actually looks like, ground level. And and Kevin, I know you're still there, so would you uh, take about 30 seconds of proclamation over the continent of Africa right now, and then we'll come back and dig more deeply. Kevin Egan, would you like to give that proclamation for us?
4: Yes, thank you, Kaz. Father, I thank you for the privilege to stand in the authority of the believer. And we declare over the continent of Africa that the orphan spirit will be broken. Lord, the spirit of poverty will be broken. That the cycles of generational curses will be broken. And in Jesus' name, there will be life and life abundant. Amen.
2: Yes, yes. My listening friend, I hope you, that you're catching the vision. So we made a safari trip to Africa, but it was more than just looking at, at the wild animals. You're getting digging more deeply into the heart cry that God has for this hungry, thirsty, poverty ridden <coughs> nation, and he wants to pull them out of it. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about how that looks as we come back and uh, get ready to find out more about the grass level, or sometimes it's just dirt level because there's not grass around <laughs> in Zimbabwe and Zambia,
0: Hello, San Diego. This is Rick
4: Signs from uh, Red Seal Ministries. I just bless you and ask you just to receive the love of the Lord
0: at this time, uh, this open season we have in San Diego. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on KPraise.
2: Here's Cass Taylor. Well, thank you for joining us as we turn our hearts towards Africa. And we're doing more than a safari. A safari is basically just, you know, doing seeing the excitement of just the different activities going on. We're digging more deeply because there are really needs in the entire continent of Africa that a, a passing a, a tourist wouldn't see. We're not interested in touring. We're interested in ministering. And so what we're going to be doing in this Segment as we have our guests from Kansas City and also San Diego, uh, dealing with Z- uh, Zimbabwe and Zambia. We're going to be dealing with them and having them sp- uh, sp- uh, dig more deeply into their visions. And we're talking about dealing with the widows and the orphans because that's w- really where God's heart is. Scripture we talked about it earlier. About you want to know what true rel- religion is? It's dealing with where God's heart is, and God has al- Jesus has always loved the little children. Forsake not the little children from to come unto me and the disciples were mind boggled because they were thinking it's a different kind of picture, but no, it's the grass level of dealing with individuals. And so Kevin, I'm going to have you, you enjoy start here. We talked a little bit of what a remarkable ministry outreach that you have here and a tower of strength in the housing uh, in, uh, in your area. But why don't you give a few examples of how this Vision is really impacting or can impact the people, the indigenous people of the area. And I'm going to come back to San Diego in the studios here and uh, have Faith and uh, Farai talk about the same thing in Zimbabwe. So about uh, Zambia and how this kind of thing is impacting the people. If you want to give specifics, that's fine, too. Kevin and Joy Egan.
4: Well, as as Faith and her son would, would attest to, um, you know, when we've gone over to Africa and uh, me personally in Zambia, I've made many trips over there since 2009. And uh, the real heartache is when you go into villages, and you see all the moms and dads are dead. And there'll be a little old grandma taking care of 50 kids. And every one of these kids is orphans. And when I say there's Thousands of orphans in in every village throughout Zambia. Um, I had the privilege of being in, uh, in relation with a church. Uh, they have eighty two churches throughout Zambia. And we got to go to various villages throughout the the the, the country. Um, I'd like to share just one. Uh, we had the privilege of going house to house praying for for those that had HIV and AIDS. And I walked up on this woman. And this woman uh, asked if we would pray for her pregnant. She was pregnant. Pray for her child to be born HIV free. She says, I have HIV. Um, right after we prayed for her, we walked into the next house and there was a little boy laying on a mat. And he was, this little boy was in a dress. And we asked, why is this little boy in a dress? And... Uh, they said, well, let us show you. And they lifted up the dress, and it looked like the skin had been burned right off his body. It had open-age sores up and down his groin. And this little boy started to cry. And as he began to cry, uh, I just knelt down over him and said, peace, Peter, be still. And as I said that, I heard the voice of the Lord say, Sing my word over him. <laughs> so I grabbed my guitar for my friends and I sang the song of Moses out of Revelation 15. Great and marvelous are your works, O Lord, O Lord God Almighty. Righteous and true are all your ways. You are the King of all the nations. And while I was doing that, this little boy was looking at me with these eyes. And I'm telling you, I heard the voice of the Lord say, Sing my word. And I'm, this little boy was looking at me. I felt as if God was looking right at me. And this little boy sat there who hadn't moved in, in two months. And he started to clap and smile. And I knelt down over him and I prayed. Mm-hmm. And as I prayed over him, uh, I prayed for healing. And when I was all done, I kissed him. And everyone said, What are you doing kissing him? He has AIDS. But what would Jesus do? And no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Mm. But we got the report uh, that little boy was completely healed of AIDS, has no more AIDS in his body. And that little boy, Peter, now is 14 years old, running around in the streets, no mother, no father. And uh, that other woman who we prayed for her, her son we got to go back three years later, and we saw this three-year-old little boy that was born HIV-free. Oh my! So God has given us a heart for for Zambia and for the for the, the people there. And then He brought me to, to to Africa to meet my wife. He brought me halfway around the world to meet Joy, who is a Zambian citizen. She was actually doing ministry in Swaziland. <laughs> Here's Joy.
2: Tell us briefly about that, Joy, uh, the ministry that you were called to do. Then all of a sudden, this tall, handsome stranger, and I know him. He is a handsome stranger. Uh, (laughs) He's been a friend of mine for some time. So give us the quick overview of that, and then I'm going to return to San Diego in the studio here. So, Joy Egan, what did that seem like? Was that a God thing?
5: Yes. uh, Actually, uh, I was uh, with a team challenge in Swaziland. And uh, I worked with uh, um, uh, the orphans. There I was the um, supervisor of the children's homes. All of them, they were orphans. And and that place, uh, it happened that Kevin from Zambia, he came there and he met me there. So he found me doing the work of the Lord there and uh, helping these children and so, our goal, as we are going to Zambia, our heart is to see these lives being in the homes where they are uh covered and where they have been taken care of by the the parents and it's It's really in the heart of God and in our hearts too that we respond to this invitation. He has called us to love these ones because each child longs to be, you know, in the family setup where you can be able to to have a parent like he can call mom or she can call dad. Yes. So that is the cry of our hearts that the children will be able to have the Safe place
2: where they belong. Oh my joy! That is so right. You know, it reminds me of a scripture. That, the scripture says that God sets the solitary into families. And my friend, I've, I've had, I've seen pictures. Kevin has sent me pictures, uh, and, and he's in the middle of this sea of young people. And uh, you know, you, you know that there's going through challenging times there. But the faces of these young people, when uh, Joy and Kevin are administering life to them, it is absolutely remarkable. It's remarkable. And my listening friend, I'm going to now switch the gears. I'm going. to come to San Diego. And in the last segment, uh, which is coming up soon, we're going to spend time. I know your appetite has been wet. We're going to give you information how to find out more about these ministries to Zamb- uh, Zimbabwe and Zambia as well. So don't go away on that. We're going to be talking about that. But let me go back into our San Diego studios with Faith uh, Dengu and uh, also Farai Mutniri. And so what does it look like on ground level? I'm going to let you start and let your son give the commentary. Uh, Faith.
6: Yeah, like I said, um orphans they are always expecting and if you tell them about God, they also rise their faith. Um besides uh school fees, we also pray for sickness because we believe our God is a healer of all diseases. Yes. And we always speak the word of God which is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, Preach it. piercing to the dividing on, of sis. soul and spirit and then we demolish powers of HIV. And we have seen God healing. Yes. The children healing. Mm. Even the grandmothers healing. The papas. Our God is in the business of showing himself. (laughs) And I will say in Zimbabwe, there is a God who answers prayers. So besides, you know, looking for uh, school fees and other things, we teach them faith. And among themselves, they also start laying hands on them. I believe in this God and I trust him. Yes. He has done it before. He will do it again. <laughs> Even in this studio, mm. he can show his yes, power. Yes, yes. We our, thank God for his healing. Yes, yes,
2: yes. Far, I mean. well, why don't you carry some, expand on that just a little bit? In a, oh, in oh a, yes. That in was, a, a was a very
7: yes. Uh, she was. She hit the nail right on the head. She spoke the simple truth about the word of God and ministering. Yes, you ha- you can minister to people unless you have the word of God. That's what brings uh, the kingdom of God into people's lives. Yes. That's how they open up. I'll just refer back to a a text of scripture. The word of God says, yes, he took our infirmities and by his wounds, we have been healed. These people are afflicted. Right. So we can go with monetary things, but it's not going to last that much. It's the power of the word of God and the kingdom that breaks the root cause of this problem. And we've got people even in workplaces through members that are part of the faith, compassion house ministries. And they've they've ministered to people in their workplaces we've got people that have been healed instantly off of incurable diseases and afflictions and we've got young men that have had things that have bothered them for 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 decades but when you bring the power of the word of god when you speak boldly yes the word of god that is what brings peace the joy that Isaiah 56, 17 he speaks about. It sets people free.
2: Yes, 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 yes. You know, my listening friend, I hope this is stirring your heart. You know, one of the things I've noticed, and I've heard this from a lot of missionaries, they say they go to foreign countries and the power of God is so mighty. And sometimes they come to the United States and they go, it's, it's kind of meager here because the level of faith is not as high here or that the actual need is not as high here as it is in foreign countries, and in particular in Africa. And the, there, there's an, an easy, it's easier to stir faith sometimes in these areas where people are really wanton or they're poverty stricken or they're in ill health and they go... This is my only solution. There's no plan B. Oh, yes. You know, in the United States, we go, oh, that's nice. God's okay. But plan B is this doctor or this mm-hmm. money resource or something like that. They have no plan B. Their plan is the only plan, and that's the way God wants it, is for us to entrust him for our provision, for our health, for our eternity. My listening right. friend, we're going to come back in the next segment, the last segment, and we're going to give i know we've stirred you up in these, this hour so far. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk to these ministries out of Zimbabwe. And Zambia and give you information on how you can be involved not only uh, with your prayers, but monetarily and perhaps even making the venture into dark Africa. (laughs) We're going to talk more about these things, my friend. And uh, I think you need to open your eyes and buckle that seatbelt because we're coming right back after this message.
0: Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise.
2: And thanks for joining us. We have uh, been doing, I guess you could call it Safari into Africa. And uh, we're going to continue that for this uh, last segment of the second hour and this is an opportunity for my dear friends in Zambia, uh, Kevin and Joy Egan, and also my new and growing friends in uh, San Diego and Zimbabwe, uh, Farai Mutniri and his mom, Faith Engu, to uh, tell a little bit more about how people can find out more about it. But I'm going to go first to Kansas City, and this is Kansas City and uh, Uh, Kevin is a longtime friend. And Kevin, when you talked about bringing your guitar out and worshiping and things like that, that is a real key as well. But let's spend a little bit of time, shall we, Kevin and Joy, about how people can find out more about what you're doing. This is a a slightly truncated uh, segment, but I want you to spend time kind of giving people ways that they can find out more about the vision that God has given you, Kevin and Joy Egan. So, Kevin, take it away.
4: Well, first, I'd like to declare a scripture, Luke 137, that nothing is impossible with God. So uh, by his grace, we just launched our website, which is www.towerofstrengthministries.com. That's www.towerofstrengthministries.com. And... We're just really excited. You know, we're just, uh, Tower of Strength Ministries is asking, we're seeking, we're knocking on every door for financial support. Uh, The need is great. And um, we're basically starting this from the ground up. Uh, Joy and I will actually be boots on the ground. We're leaving for Zambia on Wednesday. And we will be in Zambia for a month and we have already uh have people on the ground there looking at property uh by the grace of God we'll be obtaining a piece of property buying a piece of land and uh coming back to to share with everyone that uh we're ready to break ground
2: yes so, it seems like it seems you know, like the break, breaking ground there is different than breaking ground in the United States. There's there's less of the cumbersome regulations you can guys can put up a very functional building in a lot shorter period of time for a lot less money, is that correct?
4: Oh, absolutely. But being that my wife is a Zambian citizen, we can buy land immediately. Um, you know, and uh you know, we want to do a lot of the logistics stuff this trip too like filing for an NGO, a non-governmental organization, just um, you know, we are a 501c3 organization, so if anyone wants to make a tax-deductible donation, they can uh, do that by visiting the website. You know, you can only imagine all the needs, you know, just the, the buildings, the beds, the tables, the chairs. These are just some of the, the physical items, you know, but uh, to sustain a community, you need food, clothing, and I'm just going to say it, even toilet paper. You know, a lot of people don't want to talk about yep. that part. Yep. But we're talking about all the logistical things that, that it takes to to sustain a ministry. So we just believe that God has given us his name, uh, that we are uh, going to go forth, and we're taking, we've taken every step to... File and be a 501c3 tax deductible charitable organization with the IRS and, and everything that goes with that. Yes. Uh, be, being a charitable uh, uh, organization in the state of Missouri and taking that to Zambia and going and filing with the government there.
2: Yes. Let, me, let the me intercede here because I'm running out of time here, Kevin, but give me the website again for people to go to
4: www. Tower of Strength
2: Wow. Tower of um, And here's what I I'm going to do. You my uh, phone number, too. Yes. 619 956
4: 6313.
2: One more time, slowly.
4: 619 956 Six three one three.
2: Very good. And I'm going to here's what I'm going to ask you to do at the close of the show, which is coming up soon. I'm going to ask you, Kevin, to pray over the Zimbabwe missionaries, and I'm going to ask them to pray over you as we close the show. But it's now time for me to give uh, Faith Dengu and also uh, her son Farai Mutniri an opportunity of how people can find out more and invest in the vision that you have.
6: Um, in Zimbabwe, we have Mrs. Vereri, who is my daughter, running the NGO. We are registered, and we can uh, take things to Zimbabwe without any issue. And here we are also registered, 501C, and uh, Farai will give you all the details.
7: Yes, sir. Uh, thank you. Uh, so for stateside, for in, in, if anyone needs to get in touch uh, with uh uh with uh faith compassion and the and uh, their leaders we do have a website that's actually up and running it's faithcompassionhouse.org and if you need any prayer requests for any uh if you need either one of us or the organization to come in agreement with you concerning any hardship any affliction please drop an email at info.faithcompassionhouse.org i'll repeat that it's info.faithcompassionhouse.org and we also do have uh, uh, prayers that we do collectively, so the Word of God speaks about how um, the house of God will be of people from from many nations. Yes, yes yes, so we do cut co- this good this prayer that you have to pray in, the, in your heart, and then this collective prayer. so yes. for collective prayer, we can find us on our Fridays, Pacific time from uh, 8 to 8.30, and also in the evening from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And website again? uh, The website is uh, faithcompassionhouse.org, and the prayer line number is 619-376-6968. The number again is 619-376-6968. For our Friday prayers. Very good. Now, Farai, what I'm going to ask you to do, it's a little bit unusual,
2: but we're going to do it anyway. Holy Spirit said to do it. Yes. I want you, uh, from, from the Zamb- uh, Zimbabwe ministry, I want you praying for uh, Kevin uh, and Joy Egan in Zambia. And Kevin and Joy, Kevin, I'm going to have you pray to close the show over them. And we'll see what God does. Because this is a, a God thing both both ways. Farai, would you give a, a 30-second prayer or so in regards to what God is doing through Kevin and Joy Egan, and uh, the Tower of Strength there. Okay. Okay. Um.
7: Father, we thank you. Thank you for your word that is sharper than any double-edged sword. Thank you for Kevin and uh, his wife, Joy, Father. I place them in your hands, O Lord, Father, that you open up their spiritual eyes and ears to hear what your spirit is saying, O Lord, Father, that in this day, Father, you have already helped them. You have heard their cry. You have answered them before they even prayed unto you, O Lord, Father. Yes, I speak against any thought, any contrary thought that is against the kingdom of light, Father. Yes, for you have redeemed them from the kingdom of darkness. And you've brought them into the kingdom of your son, of your love, in whom they have redemption and, f- and the forgiveness of sins. Father, I bless your name from breaking the ground that they're going to walk on. They're blessed in the city. They're blessed in the country and in the cities that they're in, in Zambia. Yes, we yes. thank you, Father for your faithfulness Amen. in Sophia. Jesus name Amen. <laughs> uh, faith
2: and far I thank you very much from uh, Zimbabwe now Kevin uh, would you do similarly uh, from uh, Kansas City and uh, Zambia to our brother and sister in Zimbabwe uh, take about 30 seconds if you would to do it sorry about that it's truncated because we're at the end of the show but faith and far I, would you do that for me Kevin my dear friend
4: father I bless faith and far I. I thank you for the privilege to bless them as ministers of the Lord. Lord, I pray Joshua one three over them that everywhere they tread their feet. God, you have given them. I declare that they are ones that receive your word, treasure your commandments, and they cry out for discernment. And as they do these things, they discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God, knowing God, Lord, it's that knowing you that they bring with them everywhere they go. So Fill them, Lord, with the knowledge of your will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding that they will walk in a manner pleasing to you, bearing fruit and ever-increasing in this knowledge, knowing you. So please, Lord, manifest this knowledge in them as that sweet savor, the fragrance of the beauty of your holiness, Mm. everywhere they go. And I pray this by your grace and peace in Jesus' name. Yes,
2: yes. My listening friend, uh, we have to wind up the show, but I hope you enjoyed uh, uh, going to uh, uh, Zan... uh, to Zimbabwe and Zambia, and the earlier segment we went elsewhere in Africa. How remarkable. My listening friend, that's what our heart cry here is on Come Together San Diego, is to bring people together and send them out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. My listening friend, great having you, and join us next week, as I like to say, same time, (laughs) same station. God bless you until we meet again.